We are going to hear from Premier John Horgan today, and it's actually been a while since we've heard from him. More on that and what else is going on over in Victoria with the help of our global news reporter, Richard Zussman. Good morning, Richard. Yeah, it's been a long while, Simi. It's yeah. been before Christmas that we've heard from the Premier. Okay, so what do we expect to hear from him? Yeah, so this is going to be his typical Q&As, but there's going to be a lot of questions that people have, especially when it comes uh, to long-term care. And so you can never predict exactly what people are going to ask. But clearly, the two prevailing issues over the last week will be around testing and long-term care and whether the province will make that commitment to invest in testing staff and whether there has been a change in thought Uh, for how to do that. We know the Premier uh, was opposed to rapid testing and long-term care because of the advice from Dr. Bonnie Henry, but there seems to be a shift towards potentially implementing those more reliable PCR tests where all staff in long-term care will be tested uh, twice a week. When we will see this, what it will look like, what homes will be involved, whether it will only be in high-hit areas for COVID-19, you know, none of those details have been revealed. We don't even know where the thinking's at on that. So that could be one issue. The other one, obviously, is the vaccination rollout. Yes. We've seen over the last few days these allegations of queue jumping, uh, shortages of the vaccine, which is because of uh, lack of shipments from the federal government getting the Pfizer vaccine here in British Columbia. Uh, And then, obviously, this move now to hire someone else to run the province's vaccination team. So I would anticipate those two issues, uh, especially when it comes to sort of those conversations with Ottawa, uh, those two issues will be front and center. But again, it's it's hard to predict what other reporters have on their mind. I would imagine that also people would want to ask him about these stories regarding vaccine queue jumpers. Yeah, and I think that's for sure. And we've seen a lot of work done by our colleagues, Janet Brown and Sarah McDonald Mm -hmm. over the last few days, you know, and, and there was a teleconference yesterday uh, where I asked uh, Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix on on behalf of our colleagues about that issue and uh, they expressed profound disappointment especially when it came to this story of doctors uh, jumping the line for their second dose arriving at a clinic before they were invited to do so and still being able to get a vaccination and you know this They are isolated incidents, we are told, from Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix. They are looking into them. They are working on, in the other case, it was at the tail end of the six-hour period. So when the the vaccine, Moderna or Pfizer, gets thawed out, there's only six hours to actually administer it. Right. And these were administered at the tail end of the six-hour period because uh, they needed someone they they knew could come and get that shot that was not on the original list because there were some no-shows. Well, you know, there's some substantial questions about how you formulate that list. And each clinic, the belief is, should have a list that includes, you know, 15, 20 wait list people who are frontline workers and not administrators. And, And Dr. Henry said one of the challenges is the locations of the clinics keep moving and they are sort of updating their lists for those areas. But as we move into, Simi, this sort of mass immunization, you know, into March, April, May, 
more people will be vaccinated, mm-hmm. more people will miss appointments, and way more people will be entitled to get the vaccine at that point. And the public wants to have confidence that it will be done properly then, that people will get the shot when it is their turn. Yeah. And someone who's supposed to get it in September, but doesn't jump up to get it in April or May because they know someone associated Ugh, with the clinic that, that would infuriate people so, well it doesn't so and it astounds me richard that we're at this point now talking about this when it, we've seen this problem for a month now more so in all sorts of jurisdictions and you're nobody had a plan for this somebody administering didn't think we got to make sure this doesn't happen yeah, and I think part of the issue is there's a disconnect between those at the top, Dr. Henry, and now Patty Ballum, and those who are in the clinics and said, well, you know, it's just four doses and uh, it's not a big deal because they're, they're, you know, they work in the healthcare sector and they, they're going to get the shot eventually. And so let's just give it to them today because we have it. And there's going to be some serious issues with that. I think right now, there's a bit of a benefit of the doubt as they learn, you know, the connections, the communications get developed, but there will no there'll no longer be a benefit of the doubt as we move towards March and April, especially when we're in that period of time of mass vaccination and people are struggling to understand why is someone in April or May or June or July and I'm at the end. If it's all done by age, it will make more sense to people. Mm-hmm. But if it's done by different types of essential work, And we have these large groups where within organizations like uh, police officers, firefighters, grocery store clerks, truck drivers, teachers, there are within those groups people who are of different priority. So how do you determine all that? That's the big question. We're told we're going to find out some of those details as early as next week. Yeah, I thought that was supposed to be, well, this week that that, that Dr. Bunny Henry was going to lay all that out. Yeah, that was one of those classic, go oh, mid to late January. So uh, it sounds like it's coming next week now. We had a more specific word used yesterday, Simi. <laughs> so Dr. Henry <laughs> mentioning that next week we will find out the details on the next rollout. And no doubt it will include, you know, vaccination clinics, mass clinics at, at places, as uh, community centers or local hockey arenas, and also include using pharmacists and doctors. Yes, All those conversations everybody. are happening right now. Okay, yeah. good. So we're going to find out more about that. Something else that I'm sure the premier is going to get asked about here is these continuing problems with the pandemic recovery benefit that the BC government is giving out because there's still issues. Oh, lots of issues. And I've got lots of emails on this over the last few days. And we did a story in the news hour last night and that led to even more emails. And, uh, you know, the, pro- the the positive sign is the province has now uh, completed a million applications. Uh, money is in the hands of 1.4 million British Columbians because uh, many of those applicants are couples and families. And uh, that is a good sign. The bad sign is there are nearly 500,000 applications that are still being processed. Uh, the province was overwhelmed with applications. And only just now are they starting to be able to get to the applications that were red flagged. And that's and, and even so, they have hired additional staff in order to help deal with it. There was so much volume that even with the additional staff, they haven't been able to get to those red flag issues until now. And so, you know, we heard from people who said, well, I heard the premier during the election say the money would be there before Christmas. And so I spent the money and then I had to borrow money from a friend or I had to borrow money from family or I wasn't able to, you know, pay off my credit card bill. You know, I spoke to Mike Bernier, the critic. He said he's heard from people who struggle to buy groceries or pay for rent because they anticipated 
this thousand dollars or for single people five hundred dollars so this is a government program john horgan is responsible for this solely you know you can't say i'm waiting for dr henry to give me advice on this one this is a government decision so yes likely it will be something the premier is asked about because we know it's a huge program uh we know it's a new program there will be hiccups in that regard but i think in this case people would have hoped the government would have hired Whoever it took to help review these to get that money out to people as quickly as possible, it is for people who need it the most in the pandemic. And in many cases, they're the ones who will have harder times filling out the applications, may make mistakes. And and it seems like many of them are the ones that are still left waiting for that money. I heard weird stories like two people applied on the same day, put in basically the same information, friends, and and one is flagged and one isn't. And a lot of people are just wondering, like, why is this even happening? Well, and also, this is the first big rollout, first big program that Selena Robinson as the new finance minister has had to deal with as well. And it hasn't gone well. Yeah, and I think part of that is it was being built by bureaucrats far before she was put into that position. Uh, But I think part of this, too, is that uh, she is um, very busy. And I don't want to use the word overwhelmed yet, but we are closing in on that point. And, you know, ministers are not always responsible to answer all of our calls, Simi, Mm -hmm. but I feel like... uh, they need to find some time to communicate to the public on this issue and get Selena Robinson in front of some cameras because I know historically she has been comfortable to do so, but uh, it has been a while since we have heard from her That's on what, what is thinking. happening with this program and there are people that want answers. So I'm sure if anyone's listening, Simi would be happy to have Selena Robinson on her show at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> to talk about you know this what? Issue. How about that? And we'll I- put that request in right now. <laughs> Thank and you. I, and I think, you know, it's time to sort of, because I know from the emails I'm getting from people, Simi, they, they just want to understand the clarity from the province about what has gone wrong here and what are the expectations now around when they should expect uh, getting that benefit. Right. All right. Thank you for that, Richard. Yeah. Thanks, Simi. Have a great day.